This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vain Innovations. And welcome back to Atlanta Living, folks. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. I love the fall in Atlanta. There is such a crisp feel to the air. The leaves are falling. People are starting to decorate with pumpkins and cobwebs. And that's when the ghost stories start coming out. So if you've never heard of the Lawrenceville Ghost Tours, then sit back because you're going to learn a thing or two. I have with me Madame Macabra in the studio. And I'll be honest, Madam, I'm a little frightened um, to be in your presence. As well you should be. So tell me how long the, and you're, you lead tours, Madam, on the, the Lawrenceville Ghost Tours. The Lawrenceville Ghost Tour happens up in downtown Lawrenceville in the historic Courthouse Square. It happens every night in October. And we have 90-minute walking tours of downtown where different guides. We have six different guides, and they all tell stories as you walk around the charming courthouse square. Okay. Are there any cemeteries that we encounter on this walking tour? Ah, that is a different tour. We started last year with the Haunted Cemetery (laughs) Tour. Yes. A cemetery at night, I don't know, in October? Well, it's not just any cemetery at night. Nationally known paranormal investigators have called that cemetery the most active cemetery they have ever seen. You see, they don't use the word haunted, but there is a great deal of paranormal activity in the cemetery that has been documented by others and that I have witnessed myself. Now, that is a different tour. That happens only on Friday and Saturday nights. Okay. Look, it's, I'm a little clipped here. Okay. Indeed, but the regular walking tour, the Lawrenceville Ghost Tour, that is for all ages. Uh, We can have young children there, teenagers, any age. If you have a child that is very sensitive and easily frightened. That might not be the best thing for them, but really we have children of all ages there. And one of the lovely things about the walk-in tour is that it is accessible to everyone with strollers or wheelchairs or scooters. So if you're easily frightened, then perhaps the Lawrenceville Ghost Tour, the walking tour is for you. But if you're interested in something a little bit more adventurous, then maybe you should come explore the cemetery with me. Now, the cemetery tour, you must be 13 years or older to be on that because it is just a little intense. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. That's why I'm thinking that you should take the walking tour. Let's start with that, all right? Okay, so I'm taking the walking tour, Uh Madam Cabret. What what are we going to see first? And and have we had p- 
paranormal activity in the downtown Lawrenceville area? Absolutely. Well, the Lawrenceville Ghost Tour starts at the Aurora Theater, who is the producer of the Lawrenceville Ghost Tours. And... One of my favorite places on the walk-in tour is the historic jail. Now, this jail was built in 1832. It is made out of solid blocks of concrete, which was brand new building material back in 1832. It has stood just off the square for all these years. And we get to go inside it, and it has paranormal activity in it that's been documented. There is a fabulous story that we tell about a man who was unjustly sentenced to death. And we show evidence where he tried to escape and tell of how his spirit lingers in the jail. So did he D-I-E-D in the jail? Oh, no. Oh, no. He D-I-E-D when he was taken out from the jail and he was had to ride on a wagon atop his own coffin to the gallows where he was hanged. But his spirit never left the cell. Oh. Now, why so many ghost tours in Lawrenceville? Why not? Why, I mean, not tours. Why are there so many ghosts in Lawrenceville? Why not Buckhead, Sandy Springs? Why Lawrenceville? Well, if you've noticed in downtown Atlanta, they like to tear things down, build again, and then tear down and then build again. Yes. It's The ghosts actually get tired of all the renovations and they sort of go someplace where it's a little more serene. In Lawrenceville, the town was kind of a sleepy town. It did not have a lot of the development. A lot of the old courthouse, all of the buildings along the old courthouse square remained until about 2000. And a developer by the name of Emery Morseberger knew that Gwinnett was a wonderful county and a wonderful county deserves a wonderful county seat. So he quietly purchased up a lot of the old buildings and uh, renovated them. During the renovations, everyone would call him up and say, Emery, you will not believe what's happened in my shop. Again and again, that would be. And he would find all the reports of paranormal activity. And so he contacted the Aurora and said, you know, we should have a ghost tour here. And what Emery wants, Emery gets. And thus the Aurora created the ghost tour. But I think it's the fact that we have all of these historic structures that are still there that the ghosts, the paranormal entities cling to. Do the ghosts like the tours or does that upset them when people are coming into their space? That is an interesting question. Now, we have the uh, fa fabulous key to the old jail. It looks extraordinary. It's about two inches wide and about four inches long, not like the old keys that you would used to. The door is very hard to open. In fact, when I'm training the new guides, that's the hardest part of the training to get them to learn to open the doors. And the ghost inside the jail, he don't like some of the guides, and he will not let the door, the key 
open. So they have to ask someone on the tour to open the door. Now, I do not want to admit that I am getting to be a certain age. And one year, I found that I could not get the door open to the jail. And so I would turn to the prettiest young thing on the tour, and she could open it immediately. So I was a little bit cross with the spirit in the jail there. Now, in the cemetery, that's a different story. Oh, can you share with us, Madame Macabre? Well, I have had a paranormal encounter that has been a little less than pleasant in the cemetery itself that had to do with feeling a great deal of pain in my body. I tell the full story on the tour, but now when I am about to tell that story on the tour, there have been times when I have felt my throat seize up as if someone's grabbing me by the throat, not cutting off my wind, but my my vocal cords. That makes me very angry. And I just take a sip of my water and I say, I am going to tell your story whether you like it or not. Well, what is your story, Madame Macabre? Oh, my personal personal story. story. Well... I last walked the earth around 1910. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but I was born along the coast just before the war. And later on, after I got married, we moved to Lawrenceville, which was still kind of a frontier town. But I am, as I seem, a well-to-do woman. You appear well-to-do. Absolutely. You're well-dressed. Dare I say, well preserved? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. I will <laughs> take that as the compliment that I am certain you meant it to be, but I am also very well educated, well informed. And I take it upon myself to learn more and more of the history of Lawrenceville. Did you know that Lawrenceville is the oldest incorporated city in the 10 county Atlanta metropolitan area? No. I did not think you did, yes. I did not. Yes, it was incorporated in 1821. Atlanta was not named Atlanta until 1845. So why was it incorporated first, madam? Well, the first wave of settlers, it had to do with the land lottery in 1820. We don't need to get into all that, but the first wave of settlers happened closer to Gwinnett. It happened a couple years later in what is now Fulton and DeKalb counties. So the rustling, I just picture this, a beautiful full moon. Uh, crunchy leaves underfoot and Madame Macabre leading a tour of uh, haunted ghost tours of Lawrenceville. Have you ever been, you yourself, Madame, scared as you're leading a tour? Are you friends with these spirits? I tend to not get frightened easily. I tend to do the frightening. So even after that encounter that I told you that was less than unpleasant, uh, uh, less than pleasant and very intense, I was not frightened. Actually, I felt more alive afterwards. So no, I do not get frightened by it. Mm, okay. Madam, can you stick around for one more segment? Certainly. I don't know if you need to use the door or you can just pass right through it. Oh, doors are no issue to me. Let me just float out to the hallway for a moment. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Madame Macabre with the Lawrenceville Ghost Tours. And if you would like to go on that or the cemetery tour, go to Scary Stroll. That's scarystroll.com. Let's quickly give away our weekend prize pack. I'm going to take caller number three. Caller number three uh, to 404-741-0750. That's our contest line. Is going to walk away with a McDonald's $25 arch card. Of course, you as a spirit have no use for food, I assume. And a pair of tickets to see Boss Scoggs in concert that October the 21st at the Atlanta Symphony Hall, produced by the ASO. So caller number three to 404-741-0750 walks away with the McDonald's Weekend Prize Pack. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more scary tales from Lawrenceville. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton, and we are talking about something you should try with your family, the Lawrenceville Ghost Tours, happening now through the end of October, and I have with me Madame Macabre. And Madame, you are one of the tours on, one of the guides on the tour, but you're not on every tour. You have many other people who will be Yes, we have five other guides that are all delightful personalities and very distinct that will come along and lead the different walk-in tours. Well, if you're not going to lead the tour, what are you? What does Madame Macabre like to do in her free time? Oh, of course, I love to walk in the cemetery. It's so quiet in there and peaceful, although some of the spirits are very loud. But I enjoy spending my time in the cemetery, and that's where you'll find me every Friday or Saturday night. Oh, okay. So, And it's also very important that people make reservations. The haunted cemetery tours will sell out. But on the other tours, if we know people are coming, we can have more guides. We can get... So on certain nights, we could have as many as eight walking tours go out in one night. So just make a reservation. And Madame Macabre, how would they do that? They go to our website, scarystroll.com, and find the information there. That I think this is fun for the whole family, scarystroll.com, and you'll learn a little history as well. Um, I thank you for allowing us to talk to you today, and um, I look forward to another visit but maybe for a long time from now. Well, Belinda, I'll scare you later. Okay, folks, you've been listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. Hey folks, welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Now, few restaurants have a name so well suited to them as Aria. Equal parts performance and restaurant. Aria is truly a creative culinary expression. At the center stage is the chef and owner, Jerry Kloskala. 
And in the studio with me is the chef himself, Klaus Gala, Chef Jerry. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, Belinda. Now, we're here for a very important reason, Mm -hmm. not just to talk food, which I love talking food, (laughs) but there is a gala coming up, the Harvest for a Cure. It's uh, Thursday, October the 22nd from 6.30 to 9.30 at the Westside Cultural Arts Center. Tell me about Harvest for a Cure. Well, Harvest for a Cure kind of came about, this is our second annual, so this is only the second time we've done it. So it was, um, the idea kind of came about through uh, Roy Rangel, who's the, the president of the local, you know, Georgia chapter here. And the idea is that they have extremely successful events with the bikeathon and then the walkathon, which are kind of difficult events for folks with MS to participate yeah. in. So uh, Harvest for a Cure kind of was more of a wine and dine, cocktails, walk around, or wheelchair around or or however you're going to get around kind of an event that they could you know they may not drink but everybody eats right and so this is to help raise money for awareness Mm -hmm. and to help raise money for a cure for multiple sclerosis and um, i know it's a very close subject for me because my mom suffers uh with ms and why did you get involved with this well same thing my best friend has ms so um it kind of came up sideways at a at an event i was doing and i was uh speaking to someone and um and I was telling, you know, it came up, you know, a mutual friend of ours has MS. And I said, you know, a dear friend of mine has MS and I'd like to do something. And he goes, you know what? Let's get together. So we got together and then we got to kind of got put together with the folks from MS. And um, this event, you know, we created it last year for the very first time. So, you know, coming up with an event that paired chefs, sommeliers, wine collectors and now mixologists you know just we wanted to recreate or create an event we do quite a few of these during the year we wanted to create something that was a little bit different you know something a little bit more on the spin of a a food related fundraiser well listen you have some of the city's top chefs on the docket here you have the chef from atlas canoe yala king and duke uh, Kima, Local 3, uh, Octopus, Octopus Bar, Milton's Cuisine and Cocktails, Murphy's, Rathbun's, um, Twist. Oh, the, list, the list goes on. And White Oak Kitchens and Cocktails. And then, like you said, the sommeliers. It's incredible. This is going to be one of the, the events of the year. Yeah, and it's really great. You know, and the idea was also to get some big local wine collectors involved and to kind of ask them to dig into their cellars. You know, oh, be- so they're going to donate wine? Oh, yeah, they go big. They want to outdo each other. So, you know, a lot of these events, the wine is pretty good, you know. But at this event, we chose to have, like, some wine that, you know, that these guys are digging out of their cellars, and they're like going, you think you've got something special? Let me show you what I got. Okay, so that wine, is that going to be donated for auction? Or no. people going to be, you're going to be drinking that We're wine? going to be pouring it, you know. So the idea is that what we do is we pair up the chefs, and we we don't give them their sommelier. We give them the sommelier from another restaurant. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we like challenge them to get a conversation going once we reveal the wine that they have to work with. So... 
you know, the collector gives us the wine, then we pair up the chef with a different psalm from a different restaurant, and then they had to rub heads. They got to come up with a dish that really works really well with the wine. So, you know, you're getting a well-thought-out dish with some wine that's trying to do battle with another wine. And we've created this kind of yellow brick road where we start you at the beginning of the journey with the lighter wines and then walk you up to the big, bad, heavy reds, you know, at the end of the journey. Now, if you want to circle back to Munchkinville, you know, and go get the little white wines, you can do that, you know, or if you want to start at the big reds. But we've got a path for you to kind of, you know, uh, enjoy this incredible evening. But Chef Jerry, I I picture this. These folks have egos. And... Nobody is going to be outdone by someone else. So these wine collectors are going to be bringing the best they have, I can only imagine. Yeah. Joel Knox, who has the second largest wine collection, you know, in the state of Georgia, one of the one of the bigger ones in the country, is is coming in. He's just crazy for red burgundies. So he's going to really wow. pick and choose what he wants to pour, you know. And so what Alan would you Gottlieb. say, if you could put a price tag, have you ever had someone appraise some of the bottles or have an estimate about some of the worth of these bottles you know we haven't done that but it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars i mean we have two bottles that someone i am so excited donated for um for a raffle and the bottles are valued right now at twenty five hundred dollars a piece you know and you just buy it with a hundred dollar ticket and you got a chance at winning you know a twenty five hundred dollar bottle of wine my gosh, I am so excited. And the same thing with these top chefs. Mm-hmm. They also have egos. I mean, these are the the literally the top chefs in the Atlanta area. They're bringing their A game. Oh yeah. And so are they given the food that they're going to prepare or the, is it no. all on them? No, we flip them. We give them, it all starts with the wine. So they have to kind of, uh, you know, once they get stimulated and their pr- thought process goes in, okay, I have this great red burgundy that I have to work with. Then the psalm pl- comes in and goes, you know, this is, has these kind of nuances in the wine. And then they'll start figuring out how that dish you know, should taste to complement that wine really well. Yeah, so the chefs, and I think last year at the event, uh, you know, all the chefs were pretty pretty impressed by the level of food that everybody was trying to do, you know. So the guests had a great time, the chefs had a great time, you know, and then the entertainment. You know, we've got Atlanta's own Teresa Hightower and her jazz band. They're going to be performing that night. I mean, and it's at the Westside Cultural Arts Center, so we've got some incredible art, um, you know, that's, that's there. Um, Ross Ross and local artist, incredibly world famous, well collected. I heard some of his stuff hangs in the Smithsonian. Yeah, I mean his stuff is gorgeous, and he's donated a piece that what's, that's going to be auctioned off at this event. Okay, so, how do you buy tickets? Because I've got to come, I've got to come. Well, you've got to you get on the get on our website, uh, the ms mswineevent.org. And get in. Now, it's not a big event, you know, so tickets go pretty quick. Last year it sold out. Yeah. That's great. It sold out quick. And, um, you know, if if you can get to this event, it's a great one. It's one you're going to want to come to again and again and again. You know, it's over... And it's right next door to Miller Union, right there Mm -hmm. on Brady, you know, right at the Westside Cultural Arts Center. So... Parking is all we've got. It. It's great because we valet, you know, so it's complimentary valet. You pull up, you drop yourself off, you come right into the event. There's no hassle of parking. You know, it's just, I think, a very, very well thought out event. So easy peasy. Now, this is October the 22nd, mm-hmm. second annual Harvest for a Cure to benefit MS. Now, 
folks, if you don't know a lot about multiple sclerosis, um, it affects uh, so you know so many people and we are lucky to have a very active Georgia chapter that provides programs and services to more than 9,000 individuals living with MS and I believe that's here in the state of Georgia and MS affects vision it affects um, mobility um, it, it's just it's devastating to those who who have it so please um, it's difficult to detect it's difficult for families who have loved ones dealing with it so um, the research is not up to par with other diseases out there um, so we need to take care of that so please uh, Cox is very involved we do the bike race here uh, Cox that owns WSB uh, we do the Cox Atlanta ride and there are nine walk MS events every year 80 cents of every dollar raised goes directly to research and local programs so if you know a lot about um, charity you know that's incredible so please go to the website and um, yeah let's clarify the website where, okay. we, where we want them to go to is MS wine event Org. Okay, that's easy. That's where they're going to get the info and the ticket info. MS1, there's no dots, okay. just mswineevent.org. mswineevent.org. Mm-hmm. You sponsorship start at 2500 and then per person, 250 bucks. Literally, for what you're getting, that is a steal. So I want to thank you so much, Jerry. And you are the chef and owner at Aria. It has been a true pleasure. The chef and owner of Aria, which is Atlanta's premier upscale restaurant, Jerry Kloskala. Thank you so much. Well, Belinda, thank you. But I really want to thank all the chefs that donate their time and, and create these incredible dishes and the sommeliers that get involved and the mixologists that get involved and Teresa Hightower that's getting involved. There's just so many people that are just giving their time so generously. And without, you know, it's just wonderful to be able to ask people to help. Nobody even, no one has said no. They all want to get involved. That's what I love about chefs. You truly give back to the community every time you're asked. And I think that is a wonderful tribute to the open hearts that you all have. Well, you know, if we can help, we will. Well, folks, I will be the first one as soon as that door opens at Harvest for a Cure. I hope that you'll be there with me. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Now back to Belinda Skelton. Hey, welcome back, y'all, to Atlanta Living. It's time for Breaking Chews. Now, this is our weekly check-in on all the -the up-to-the-minute breaking news about local restaurants, chefs, and festivals. I'm here with my favorite foodie correspondent, David Danzig, of the website BitesAndSites.net. And he's also a food writer for Atlanta Social Season Magazine and, of course, BelindaSkelton.com. So it's been a busy week with news about the restaurant industry. Yes, yeah. Well, the biggest news is obviously the sudden closing of all the here-to-serve restaurants. And this was a seismic you know, hit to the restaurant yeah. scene. All locations of Noche, 
the twi- you know twist over in Phipps. Uh, my wife was crying tears about that. Yeah. Strip in Atlantic Station, Smash Coast, Prime Shucks. They all closed at once, and you know the writing had been on the wall for some time. And the reasons for the group breaking apart more about the ownership issues than the, how the restaurants were operated. Really good restaurants. So Tuesday morning, a thousand servers and chefs woke up oh. uh, to f- to no job. But the cool thing is that the local scene has responded in a big way. So if you're a restaurant or you have a hospitality operation out there there's a lot of great talent go to twitter and look at the hashtag h2s2work h2s2 work i've got that listed on belindaskelton.com so on a more positive note though the long-awaited staple house is finally open this is a really cool concept belinda that all the proceeds go to the giving kitchen that's one of donna yes, bortz's big I things i love that charity you can purchase a ticket for your dinner it's a multi-course meal you purchase it in advance so it's almost like a concert you buy, you set your date you set your time the number of people uh-huh. and then you pre-buy your meal and you're done oh wow and then you show up and the former chef from empire state south ryan smith Mm -hmm. is there so i've heard a great buzz about that i can't wait to go check it out it is byob right now until they get their liquor license so i'll have a good report soon and then finally highlands restaurant week starts next week on the 17th including fontaine's and murphy's sweet auburn barbecue some of the best neighborhood restaurants in the city i've got the links for that up at belindaskelton.com as well and where where can we find your precious self during the week oh at bitesandsites.net. I've got all the links for my social media there and on Melinda Skelton as well. All right, folks, you've been listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.